bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. All right, everyone, welcome to Studio Kitchen Colorado. I'm Greg Hollenbeck, and I just had a voice change operation. You know how that thing goes. At least, uh, at least the only thing I'm having changing. No, I'm Ross. <laughs> and gosh, it's oh, I've been invited to the Modern Eater Show by Greg, my still KHOW colleague, but yeah. just we don't work together at the same time anymore. That's right. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. You are, uh, so Greg Hollenbach here, Ross Kaminsky, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Dave Avery, Little Rich Snyder, all's well in the world on this uh, beautiful <laughs> June 1st. Here we are. We made it. It's June. Uh, Ross, thank you for coming. Wouldn't miss it. Uh, uh, I've been trying to get here for a while. It's just, life's busy. I brought my son because he's a foodie. We got a full show. This is your first time experiencing a uh, show in the kitchen. Yes. Right? So you're so great. At describing things, and we also are. If you don't want, if you don't like Ross's description, you can go over to Facebook <laughs> right. and watch the Facebook live. Yeah, exactly. But just describe the the feeling in this room, what you're seeing. So the, the feeling is, it's a buzz. You know, the feeling is a bunch of people who are happy to be in a place. But I think what's different about this, there are other places you can go where people be happy, but you're adding all these other senses. Because, you know, behind you I see a couple different kinds of sausages grilling. And over there I see some elk that's ready to go on the grill. And and spices and all. The other thing, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to make sure to mention. What impresses me all the time, I mean, I've visited you here before, but never when you're cooking. But just to see how much incredible stuff, food, there is that is from Colorado. I think most people don't realize that. And that's... And you're showcasing the huge amount of stuff here from Colorado, which is great. And Colorado chefs. And yeah. Colorado small businesses. Yep. Um, Colorado booze. I'm drinking and some yep. right now. Oh. Is that the Alas or this is, the Bear Creek? It's the Bear Creek bourbon. The Bear Creek. I think that was a special edition that... Um, there it is. Yeah, they said it's a special barrel that only they have um, at the restaurant. So, Ross, I'm so glad you're here. I want to run some stuff by you. Myself, Brian, and Jay. June 15th, we head out. Last year we did this. This is our second annual. We head out on a nine-day road trip throughout Colorado to source products. So we're going to do, I I got the goose just thinking about it. So we go and we do a big circle. So through Colorado Springs, we leave on Saturday. So Saturday the 15th. Then, then we go into... Give them a little flavor first day. Where are we going to be? We're going to be in Colorado Springs. And At Corner Post Meats? Corner first, Post Meats. First night? Yep, absolutely. So these are... What, what, we're, what we're doing with this loop in Colorado is basically sourcing a lot of great products, a lot of great people, getting a lot of great content and stories. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we do. We're storytellers and right. content creators. Giving a voice to the agriculture in Colorado, to the ranchers in Colorado, yeah. to the breweries, to the distilleries, just people that are making our great products here in Colorado, mm-hmm. sourcing these products, and then when we're back nine days later, come June 2nd, every Tuesday night for eight weeks, it goes until August 20th, we do a dinner series with all of those great products with wow. chefs every single week. So we're ramping up into a really busy time of year. Yeah, that, well, I remember last year, uh, last July, 
I saw you broadcasting outdoors. I was walking around with my family yeah. at the Cherry Creek Art Festival. Remember is that, that? Is that the show? Oh, that, that's oh, right. Okay. Yes, we were you, were out, you were Grind Kitchen. We were in front of Grind <laughs> for Cherry Creek Arts Festival. Yeah. That was almost a year ago, Ross. Yeah, and that's coming up again. I don't know if you guys will be there again, but that's in a month or two or with, something. With, uh, Middle of July. Keegan Gerhard was down there. From yeah. Networks, Keegan Gerhard and <laughs> You never know where you're going to find Greg Holland back. I mean, listen, <laughs> what, what's so great about this show, The Modern Eater, and, and you can testify to this. Is, is that it was an interesting proposition doing a Saturday food show in the in the K-House studio and having a chef come in and prop something up in the corner, yeah. maybe a Bunsen burner, and <laughs> you did. But as this show has evolved, Ross, what you will see in here is people are making business deals right now around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sponsors who are welcome to come into the studio anytime they want to, we vetted these sponsors out to be some of the best of the best. Come in, network, see what the commonalities are. Just build a relationship. When opportunity comes along, you may have business. And we never anticipated that type of thing with the Modern Eater Show. And I think that the networking is what we're really building our success on right now. I've already experienced it, I mean, this evening, right? And I'm not in the food business, right? right? But I was talking with John from Gluten-Free Things, who you and I both know well, and he listens to both of our shows, and he's here this evening. And he's introducing me to bunch of people but like you know he's in this business organic produce sure. business and and so I'm experiencing all that myself and I think you know again you you do this in your world but I think one of my greatest satisfactions in in business is connecting people to benefit them even when there's nothing in it for me except just kind of the psychic benefit that's all I that's all I need I was going to ask you though Ross cuz you're a really smart guy with finances and and money is there a way that we can monetize networking around us? Can we get a little piece of everybody's action? Is, is that you can't do? It. No, you no, can't. You can't. No, but it does come back to you, and I don't mean like it karma, right? But yeah. it, in a way, sure. but you get a reputation as a guy where there's value added working with you, and yeah. then they want to come be a sponsor of the show or something because oh, right. they know other good things will happen in addition to the direct. Benefit. Well, it's turned into an incubator, yeah. and that's what the cool thing is, is because you know when you come to the show, you better have your game on, Yeah. because there's other people in your industry that you want to meet, first off, and then secondly, you want to do business with a lot of them, yeah. so that's what's so cool about this One place. One of the things that I've noticed, though, Greg, with you, and this is exactly the same way with me, you and I are both really careful about who we work with as sponsors, Absolutely. because reputation is everything. And, and, and you get a bad reputation in the in the food business, yeah. you're sunk. You get a bad reputation kind of my side of the radio business, you're sunk. Absolutely. So one of the things I know whenever, like, you let me taste food or drink or yeah. whatever, it's going to be good. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And there's a great story behind it. Yeah. Uh, you do know everybody's story. You get really involved with your... I with, think it's important. We kind of have an obligation as broadcasters, all of us, that um, we have a voice. We have a microphone. Mm-hmm. Many, really nobody has that type of microphone to be able to tell their stories. I believe it's an obligation for what we do to bring the best out of people. And just and, and within politics, which you do all the time, is just to have the conversation. Yeah. Um, really. Uh, uh, K-How, K-How runs a, a, a promo about the original social media, talk radio. 
truly believe it. Yeah. I mean, truly, truly, as a kid, that's what I wanted to do. My ear to the ground and know what's going on in Denver, you listen to talk radio, which is a, a really cool thing. As you're here in this kitchen, I want you to take a spin around there. Move John Irvin out of the way because I want you to get – hey, John, move out of the way just a little bit. Uh, give us the lineup for tonight, Ross. Okay, the lineup, there's this guy named Ross. I think he's almost done. J.T. Eberly from Pasture Provisions. We see some of his – some of he brought his, the pork chops. He brought the pork chops. Yeah, they look very delicious. Uh, let's see. Chef Adam and Jeff from Hearth and Dram, they were, well, they weren't introduced on the radio yet. They were just introduced to the room. So Adam Vero and Jeff Hickman from Hearth and Dram. Mike Baker and Julia Matten from Water for People. Paul Dominguez and Sherry Cree from Infinite Harvest. You're really putting me to test because I've never read I know any have. of this You're before. Harry Smith from Black Sky Brewery and Steve Karowski from Law's Whiskey House. I saw him walk in before with another very beautiful bottle of brown liquid that I'm going to have to try in addition to this bourbon that I got right here. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a secret. That's part of the algorithm is you see so many people on the lineup. That's pretty quick hitting, right? Yeah. I mean, that's re- not real long form. We can, I don't know, what can we spend, about 10 minutes? Yeah, with, 10, with 15 minutes. But part of that algorithm is the more people that are involved, the more powerful a broadcast is going to be. And that well, and it keeps it fun. Leads into their yeah, spheres. It definitely keeps it fun. I just, I love the buzz. And I should have mentioned before because you asked me to, to describe, but when you walk in, you've you feel like you're in a place that is where people who know what they're doing are are working. And it, it's a totally different vibe from doing a show in the K-House studio, yeah. as much as you and I might like the K-House studio. I mean, this has the, you know, it is a professional. It doesn't just feel like a yeah. professional kitchen. It is a professional kitchen. Yeah. And, and it's like a true tell. studio kitchen, though, don't is. you think? Yeah, Isn't yeah, that for cool? sure. It's like, I mean, you've got oh this gosh, space in that. here for people to mingle. Yeah. And then you've got the kitchen that's wide open to everyone. I love it. Yeah. You ask you shall receive uh, the uh, pork chops wow. from Pasture Provisions. There it is right in front of you. We're going to take a break and taste that because that's what we have to do. I want you to stick around just a little bit longer and see kind of, will you do that? I know you're oh, going to be in the kitchen We're going to stick around for a long time. Okay. Will you be on the headset, though? Whatever you want me to do. Oh, that's fantastic. It's your show. Just with the, ha, ha, I mean, ha. I'd say you're working, but, I mean, how much of this is really work? No, none right. of it. This, this is, uh, I'm out with my kid, hanging out with my friend. Yeah, yeah Ross doesn't <laughs> drink on his show, man. Come on now. I did <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> the dream come true. But if you were to switch hats and you were to put on a hat, say you're now a beer rep. Yeah. Where would you rather be on a Saturday night to cultivate oh. leads? Yeah, n- nowhere. It's great. Yeah. That's where you'd like and, to be. And, and I, again, that it's really important. I mean, it's one thing to introduce people, like, at a... At a convention or at a meeting. It's another thing to introduce people in a place where everyone's already having a good time. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's better. They call, that, they call that the soft sell. Yeah, there you the go. The very easy one. <laughs> All right, let's take that break. We're at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's a great night. Ross Kaminsky's here with myself and Brian Freeman. Of course, Jay Parker doing all the hard work and Dave Avery. Um, doing all the audio, which it just sounds fantastic. Uh, this is something you didn't know, but we have a show behind the show because when we break off to Facebook, our Facebook listeners don't have to listen to those national spots on KHOW, right? Mm-hmm. They get to hear Little Rich in the corner doing another interview. So awesome. now I'm going to send it off. We'll break away from KHOW right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, and we'll be back in a flash, and we're going to send it over to Little Rich right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. 
It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, bring it back, bro. We are back at Studio Kitchen Colorado here on iHeartRadio, K-House 630, right in the Rocky Mountain region. We're ready for the second little segment here. Tonight, it's JT Eberly from Pastures Provisions. I just tasted one of the most tasty pork chops. What did you think about that, Greg? Delicious. Well, uh, so thank you very much, JT, for coming back to the show. You're very welcome. Glad uh, to be back. Roth continues with us, Studio Kitchen Colorado, live on Facebook. And uh, we're just going to get real geeky, hyper-local, and I love what you guys do at Pasture Provisions. 
Um, so first of all, JT, tell, tell everybody what you do. Yeah, Pasture Provisions is one of the only uh, farm-to-table delivery services that focuses all on Colorado meats. So we do pasture-raised pork and chicken and grass-fed beef and lamb. Work with all these great small farms across the state and bring that right to your door, kind of like the milkman, but we're the meat man. So here's how you so you asked me how what I thought of the pork chop. Yeah, what'd you think? Did, did you have some of the pork chop? Too? Yeah, I did. Is and there Jasper one? Had too. Is there one thing that struck you about the pork chop? Tenderness. Tenderness. Okay. Um, generally, unless it's great pork, right? I won't eat it medium like that. Yeah, it's unusual for pork to be cooked that way. Talk about that. Yeah, and uh, one of the things, we work with a farm called uh, Colorado Pasture Pork out of Hotchkiss, Colorado. Toby McPartland is the rancher there. Toby! Toby! Toby is just doing <laughs> amazing stuff. We've Toby. been there. We've seen yeah, it. You've seen it. You've been there. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll be out there June 24th yeah. or something. But he's just doing it right. You know, he's raising these pigs out free-ranging on 40 acres right along the North Fork of the Gunnison River, rooting up vegetables he plants for them, eating mushrooms, doing whatever pigs do best. Happiest pigs you ever saw. So, um, you know, when you're doing it with that quality, he's got a nice heritage breed, great marbling of the meat. You can cook it this way because it's been handled properly. It's been processed at a small-scale processor, one pig in, one pig out, and you're just going to get really high-quality product that you know you can cook it the way you should cook pork, which is medium. So, so, so can so. you can you elaborate for a second yeah. on heritage breed? I understood yeah. everything else. I mean, I know what that means yeah. kind of, but... What, yeah. is this, what does that mean to someone in the business? And I'm not an expert at all. Would it be it, like an heirloom? Yeah, like an heirloom for, for an animal. So these are uh, breeds of pigs that have not been genetically crossed or necessarily bred to meet commercial standards. So kind of true to their original DNA. Uh, they do crossbreed some of them to, to bring out different characteristics. Mangalistas are a fattier pig. Uh, but when you crossbreed that with someone else, you're going to get... Uh, maybe more marble or more meat through the belly section and things like that. So there's a lot of things that can be done with it, but it still kind of holds that heritage breed. And it, it's just a, a richer, darker pork. You know, it, it used to be the other white meat. I call it the other red meat now because these pork chops have a nice red hue to them when you're sitting out raw on your counter. So well, we uh, we can officially start partying now. Yeah. Uh, Biker Jim from yes. Biker Jim's Gourmet Hot Dogs is in the house. Love it. So it just needs to make that, that announcement. So, Ross, let us pay, paint a picture for you. And, Jay, hop on the microphone for this. But when we visited Toby, and you're right, just right along the river, he's out there throwing the, the uh, stick in the river for the dog. The yep. dog's running out. Pigs are behind him. So the, the pigs, what he, he practices organic, right? Is he certified organic? He's not certified, but, but he's doing it right. Organic. Yeah, he's doing it that He's way. got a few pastures. I think he keeps it about 100 pigs, right? Yep. When we saw him, he wants to grow, but he's got about 100 pigs. Continually rotating these pastures, so the pigs are just in the optimum. Jay, you would live in those pastures, right? You actually got in there with the pigs. Yeah, I got bit by a pig. Yeah, I, I, just, I was glad he brought that up. That yeah, one of those guys bit me. I'm pretty sure he got his by now. Yeah, and it was okay. He might be this pork chop right here. It could be. I, I hope so. Him special That's the special so. flavor in yeah, this pork chop, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm going to see how far I can kick that one outside. It, it's interesting because when you go there, you just say, um, I'm so glad I visited this because now I know where this food is coming from. So what a pleasure to know Toby's product right here, Toby McPartland. Uh, he's, he's great. And when we visited him about a year ago, he was pretty well, he was not very well heard of at all. No, he, not a lot of people knew about Toby at all. He was talking about the fact that he wanted to grow, but he just didn't have a, a market. For his hogs. Yeah. I'm loving that you guys are helping him, JT. That, that's what we did with our business is help get those farmers from the western slope and get their product out here in the hands of the folks in the front range here. So 
Toby was our guy out of the gate and will continue to be and uh, you know hopefully we'll be buying all those pigs here soon so here's where it all wow. is, here's where it all makes sense and circles back around and I don't know if this is true JT JT Everly um, here with us so you're in a kitchen like this and we go and do our road trips and we source a lot of great product partnerships with ranches right for you you've got to find some of the best of the best uh, oh, using the Modern Eater Show as, a, as an aggregate for sourcing, that may be helpful to you as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had the Parkers on here a few months ago when we were on the show, and uh, Toby, you know, we're very loyal to them. Um, but we do get products from other folks, and they're just following those same standards for us. And it's uh, they're out there, uh, but, you know, they're hard to find. They're not name brand. You don't see them in your grocery store. You see them at the farmer's market. Uh, or hopefully through outlets like us where, you know, we're bringing this to the folks. So Highlight a, far, highlight a ranch and um, just get, tell us a story. Tell us about something that means something to you that you work with personally. Yeah, uh, well, we had Bill and Kelly Parker out here last time. It's just, you know, a, a family organization here that, that works as a unit. Their daughter, Chloe's raising the, the lambs. Their sons are helping Bill with the the, the steer. JT, and, what's the name of their what's the name of their uh, ranch? Parker Pastures. Parker Pastures, yeah. okay. And uh, and his wife is doing it all, so she's homeschooling those kids, and they're just they're just doing things the right way and and doing that holistic land management. They actually measure the quality of their land over four years has improved, the biodiversity, the health of the soil, and, and you can see that in the health of the animals. So they're giving back to the land. They're not taken from the land the way they ranch. Toby's the same way. Rotate those pastures. Make sure that you're not degrading the land that those animals live on, and you're making it a better place than it was without them on it. So. Does that mean oh. anything to you, Ross? That type of stuff, or are you fine with Hormel and not know, you know, those types of? I mean, you know I learned so much from this show. I'll have to say the, the more I learn about it, the more important it, it becomes. I, I, I think if you're not a particularly educated consumer, or you don't listen to the show, mm-hmm. things like that, then maybe you're okay with. Hormel until you start learning what else is out there and not just taste that it's better but understand why it's better then I think it's very hard to go back to supermarket brand or whatever and and when you taste this I mean you're not going to get a pork chop that tastes like that no you're you're just going to the store the store you know so, so, Ross, you may be thinking, great, I love the story, but how do I get any of these products? Yeah, I am actually thinking that. <laughs> you weren't just putting words in my mouth. I am actually thinking that. <laughs> yeah, so pastureprovisionsco.com. So we have basket sizes for any family size in need. We deliver every two or every four weeks right to your door. So these beautiful pork chops as well as our grass-fed beef lamb and pasture-raised chicken. We do eggs and veggies as well with that. So, um Kind of like grocery delivery, but hyper-local because everything's coming from the state of Colorado. So we're we're sticking to the Colorado proud, and there's just so much great product here. And I found a new one today. Isn't that cool? Infinite Harvest? Yes. So. Yeah. Ross Web, has a website, freezer. One more time. Uh, pastureprovisionsco.com. You have a freezer, Ross. I know these things. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. You made me get a get a freezer because you had me buy a quarter of a cow. I didn't have you. I didn't yeah, I loved it. it. No, I and, loved and, it. And it was good. And oh, another it was, local it was beyond good purveyor of beef yeah. with it was um, Prosper Meats. I think that's yeah. who it was. Um, I love what you do. This all comes full circle again when we take off on this road trip and you're introducing us to a couple of new farms in uh is it Westcliff? Yeah, Westcliff. You'll meet with uh, Elin at Songgrace Best. She's just a cowgirl at heart. She'll probably meet you on her horse, go wrangle a cow or two, and uh, that'll be fun. And then Joe from uh, Amish Acres. So that's where we get our eggs, and he's doing pasture-raised eggs. And 
uh, just doing amazing things in the winter. He literally sprouts barley, grows it to about three inches tall, and throws it out to the chickens so they have grass, you know, year-round that they're munching on and golden yolks all year. And it's just it's fun when you get to meet people that are so passionate about it. So, and isn't it amazing when you eat something fresh like that, JT? Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. there's nothing like it. Keeping it local, keeping it real. JT, Pasture Provisions, it's yeah. so awesome. And one week from today, we'll be releasing our Summer Dinner Series Chefs. And oh, uh, oh, eight oh. weeks in a row in the summertime. And here's another great partner of us uh, that we will provide. Thank you so much. You, you'll see more of you at the Summer Dinner Series, Looking more of these it. great products. And these are the stories we want to say. Pasture Provisions, look at that. I'm, All right. Appreciate uh, having me on. All right, great. We're going to take a break. It's 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW, an iHeartRadio station, our flagship station. But check us out on Facebook Live, Brian. What do you think? I think you should check it out. But stay tuned right now because you get to see Rich and Ross yep. right now live on Facebook. Let's break away from the kitchen right now. And uh, another thing, if you have a question for anybody here, you can uh, shoot us a phone call at 303-713-8255. All right, we'll take a break from the kitchen. We'll be right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeart. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year, we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're Little Rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. 
Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. <laughs> and you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, here we go. Back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, live on uh, 630 KHOW and on Facebook Live. Check out our Facebook Live. We are um, continuing, and this is a real treat because Hearth and Dram is in the house. And uh, Chef Adam, Chef Adam Vero, man, thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Gosh, you, I, I want you to do this it's, introduction. It's, uh, it's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be, but it's, it's definitely fun. <laughs> At least put you to work on a Saturday yeah. night. Usually we have other people do most of this stuff. So. Uh, Ross, continue, uh, Ross Kaminsky continues with us, and, of course, myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, and, and uh, Dave Avery with Little Rich Schneider. It's a full house here on a June 1st. But the Hearth and Dram, I mean, geez, man, I love the restaurant, first Thank of you. all. Thank you. And then you said uh, you're Sue, who I want you to introduce because um, you've had so many great words to say with him, and you guys, I guess, are inseparable. So make the introduction. <laughs> uh, so Jeff Hickman is my uh, chef de cuisine. So Jeff and I were... Sorry to demote you, Chef. No, that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> he does that to himself sometimes, but... Uh, <laughs> After you accept salary, it's your fault. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, no, Jeff and I worked together for quite a while. We worked at uh, for Tag Restaurant Group for uh, about five, six years, respectively. Um, and uh, I, I took over Hearth and Dram a little over a year ago, and when the opportunity came up to bring someone on, Jeff was obviously the right person, and it's been uh, really great. You know, we do pretty much spend all of our time together, whether it's at work or not. Uh, we, we joke that we're uh, heterosexual life mates, and... That's me and Jay. Pretty inseparable. Jay are so, like that as yeah. Well. yeah. It's, it's really obnoxious, actually. Like, we, we did the uh, tag 10 year reunion uh, a couple weeks ago. Troy invited us to come back as alumni. And we, a bunch of friends were like, What is it with you two? Do you guys do everything together? And we're like, Not everything, but pretty close. <laughs> pretty much. Know? Yeah. And yeah. uh, Ross, have you uh, had any kind of uh, dinner or anything at Hearth and Dram yet? No, but I clearly need to. Yeah, yeah. you do. It well, is. it's it's crazy, Greg. These guys get mad respect in town here. Yeah. Adam, I'll tell you, you were on the Facebook Live at Growers the other day. I had so many of my friends reach out and be like, listen, Adam is a stud. Wait until he comes That's on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so huge props. Thank have to ask much. the question before we go forward. What was Troy like to work for? Troy's awesome. Yeah, we love Troy. Um, obviously, uh, he was not the easiest person to work for at all times, but just because he wants everything to be perfect. You know, his name's on the front door at the end of the day. That's really like, you know, we, what he, if, he wants, if he wants something, we have to do it. It's a chef's um, prerogative. Yeah. Like, it's, it's his restaurant. It's his money. It's his name. It's his reputation. And we learned early on how to anticipate what he was going to want and kind of we lasted at Tag a lot longer than a lot of people, and we're still great friends with Troy. We were hanging out the other night, yeah. had a had a beverage. And Here's the litmus test. When you move on, when you go to your next gig, right, he's supportive? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think the, uh, the conversation that Troy and I had was uh, when I was leaving, I was basically like, man, you know, six years, I, was, I almost quit about 100 times. He's like, yeah, I almost fired you about 100 times. So <laughs> said, but we were both looked at each other and we were like, really glad that we didn't, like yeah. really glad that we went the way that we did. You know, like Jeff said, we are still friends with him. We talk to him, not on a regular basis, but we definitely talk to him on occasion. We, you know, we hang out here and there. So, 
Uh, we definitely do have a good relationship with them, which is great for us. So, someone, what do you think you um, What do you think you do that you wouldn't do if you never worked with him, or or don't do that you would do if you worked I for him? I feel like kind of everything. A little bit like everything. One of, one yeah. of the, it was such a demanding, um, high expectation kitchen. Like when I when I first started, Adam was training me, and he was it was little things like. 10 more seconds in the pan with your scallop. And I'm like, get out of here, man. Like, you're, you're dogging me out. And he's like, no, man, I'm, I'm helping you. This is how we do it. And that's um, just everything. Meticulousness, you know, attention to detail, picking trash up off the floor, you know, keeping your station clean and organized, making sure everything's full and ready to go. Like, it's really kind of a lot about how we work, I think. I thought I was a pretty good chef when I started there. Yeah. And I was not as good as I am now. You know, and Agreed. a lot of that came from not only Troy, but the caliber of chefs that he hired. You know? yeah, Jeff, don't you think you come to appreciate that more after you've been doing it for a few years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we've got a young kid, he's 23, and I'm like, hey man, you know, I know you feel like we're we're messing with you all the time, but we're not. If I didn't care about you, I wouldn't try to improve you this much. And this is what somebody took the time to do for me. Yeah. You know. So now we turn the page. The new chapter, about a year at Hearth and Drown. Yeah, so it's far. over a year for me. Jeff's been there about seven, almost eight months. Yep. Yeah. And now you you know they're gonna be just like you said, the 23 year old kid that looks at you guys, yep. and hopefully one day we'll be in the situation to where yeah. they're raising. Absolutely. People up in the kitchen. That's a big responsibility in a sense and the creativeness you have to have. But Hearth and Dram, talk about the food program. I, I mean, I know it and I love it, but what are you guys doing there? So, uh, you know, our, our uh, kind of tagline for Jeff and I is uh, meat and salt. You know, and whatever and we want. A lot of fire. Uh, that's kind of been how we like to cook for a long time. Um, I mean, honestly, as far as food goes, we change the menu a lot. Uh, we keep everything very seasonal. So typically we'll bring something in, we'll put it on the menu, we'll run it till we can't get it anymore, and then we'll change it. So, you know, from like probably right in the beginning of April through probably October, the menu changes about once a week, not everything, two or three things at a time. Um, like I said, we bring in, you know, the best stuff we can get, and we, we sell it until we can't get it anymore. Um, you know, it's, we, we use really high-end proteins, um, a lot of fire, pretty much everything touches the grill. You know, we definitely do get the stigma of, like, all meat, all whiskey, but we do have, like, all of the other things as well. We do vegetables very well. We have a lot of vegetarian dishes on the menu. We make our own tofu in-house, which is really awesome. Um, you know, Chef, let me jump in. Share that story you said tonight about the local cheese company. Oh, I think yeah, that's a yeah. great story. Um, so uh, we're, we're fat in our minds, so we like to eat everything. Um, <laughs> cheese is one and, of those. And in, yeah, uh, you know, physically science. too. Yeah. <laughs> cheese, cheese is one of those things that, like, makes me really, really happy. It always has. Um, so about three months ago, I would say, one of our guys came to us, and uh, one of our purveyors, and he, he's like, I have this cheese you have to have. And we're like, great, no problem. We'll take it. Um, so we bring it in, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, it's right here. It's this avalanche this cheddar. This is it? Oh, we got yeah, it. And then he's it. telling me the story about it, and he's like, so this creamery, um, they shut down about a year and a half ago. They just didn't want to make cheese anymore. Uh, they have some other things going on. They held on to a bunch of the wheels of this cheese. So it's a goat cheddar. Um, it's pretty widely regarded as, like, one of the best cheeses to ever come out of Colorado, and it is. Um, so they're aging it for, you know, a period of time. So what they did was when they closed, they held on to a bunch of these wheels. They aged them for about an extra year, and then they started selling them. So we bought one, and we loved it. And then we called our guy, and we're like, how many more of these exist? And he said, three. And I said, I'll take them. Done and done. So we it, now it have. It breaks apart like a Parmesan. It is. Super aged. It's kind of crystalline like a Parmesan. It's not very goaty well. either. Like, well, this is like a real age. Yeah, so this has been aged for, I think the, the original aging is about a year. Uh, and then this is an additional year. And then we've had it for a little bit. So it's probably about two and a half years. Um, we have one wheel that we've been working off of left, and then we have one that we haven't opened yet. Uh, so wow. it's a cloth-bound cheddar. They wrap never. it in cloths, and we're honestly just going to kind of sit on it for a while. And, Fine. Chef, tell people, when does cheese expire? Never. 
Thank Never. you. Honestly, it starts to change Thank colors. You. <laughs> if, if it gets real pink, we're going to eat it and not sell it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much how it goes. It starts like pink or brown, then you start, then that's us. So I would have thought it more like in the Romano right. Parmesan it, family. I would never not, have yeah. called it cheddar. Right I now. love cheddar, and I mean, I love the Parmesan yeah. stuff too. This well, is like artistic license. If yeah, they say it's a cheddar, it's a cheddar to us. I mean, know? it's 2019. We can pretty much say whatever we want and yeah. do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, I, I could just sit down and <laughs> not always. I would just eat that. <laughs> Going back to what Brian said, and at risk of, of seeming like an idiot, but I've done it for many years. <laughs> Um, a little bit of mold on your cheese in the fridge, the whole block doesn't need to go out. Oh, no, just no. cut it, like my mom would say, cut the you mold off. Yeah, scrape not, it off. Yeah. Not even the shredded stuff. I'll just pull the mold out. And really? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'll keep going. And even so, you still get like more flavor from it. It's just a little funkier. It's yeah. just like a little blue. Well, I mean, and like, shouldn't we clarify? It's, we're not talking craft, folks. No, we're no, talking we're like real good, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that uh, one thing that I'm really uh, notoriously bad about is if I have cheese at my house, I like to let it sit out. Um, so what I'll do is I'll pull a piece, like a wheel of cheese out, put it on a plate, leave it on my counter, eat a little bit of it. When I go to sleep at night, I wrap it and I put it in one of the cabinets, like where my plates go, so my dog doesn't eat it. The problem with that is we definitely drink a bit, and here and there I forget about it. So then I'll find about a half wheel of super ripe, funky cheese in my cabinet like three days later. <laughs> you figure out if you're going to roll the dice. Awesome. Yeah. I usually <laughs> almost I always do roll too. the dice. Yeah. Let's just set up. we got another segment with you guys. Cool. The next segment's in the kitchen, so we'll bring some food out. Great, we yeah. got about five minutes. We'll fire some stuff up awesome. and, and bring it out. But I want to set this question up because for me, not only is the uh, atmosphere, the ambiance, the great food, but one very important to me thing to me is the bar program. How does the bar program complement the kitchen? How does the kitchen complement the bar program? You know you have a big amount of whiskey there. Yes, and I had, two years ago, I had a birthday dinner there at Hearth and Dram, and they wheeled out the old-fashioned bar. Heart, yeah. Right to your table, wow. making old-fashioned table side. I want to talk about the bar program when we get back and great. the beers and those types of things that you're sourcing. I think it's great. And these two chefs from Hearth and Dram, this is great, Chef Adam and Chef Jeff. They're going to stick around with us. Same with Roth Kaminsky, Brian Freeman, myself, Greg Hollenbach. We'll take a break from the kitchen. Check us out on Facebook Live. We're going to take that break right now. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic 
with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Okay, back to the kitchen in just a minute, but right now, you know what time it is. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. What is A-Plus Beverage Solutions? They are the premium tap installers. Chances are if you're drinking delicious craft beer right here in Colorado and beyond, Jeff Rourke and his family put in those tap systems at A-Plus Beverage Solutions. We want you to, Mr. Brewery Owner, Mr. Bar Owner, Mr. Restaurant Owner, we want you to have an A-plus report card for your tap systems. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke. Pouring in efficient beer, uh, temperatures off. There are so many problems that can go wrong that make you look bad as a business owner, and there's no reason to if you call Jeff Rourke with A-plus Beverage Solutions. If you're pouring in efficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're pouring Pouring your your money money down down the drain. drain. Don't pour (laughs) your money down the drain, Ross. All you got to do is call Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Greg, did you know that I used to own a bar or part? I was partners in a nightclub. Did you know that? I did not, though. (laughs) Did you pour efficient beer? I don't know. Was it a little phone? I was walking around talking to the girls at this I time. understand. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Here's a pin. You might have needed this at one point in time, Ross. 720-272-3809. One more time, Greg. You got it. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! <laughs> and now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Ross, is there anything you can do all night long anymore? Can you stay up Are all night long? Are you saying I'm old? <laughs> did he, did I, he just call me old? <laughs> no, I'm asking you. It was a question. Was I probably could eat that cheese that those guys just had over here <laughs> almost all night long. Uh, back I don't know. Studios. I am old. Back to studio kitchen, <laughs> Colorado. The Modern Eater Show continues. Uh, we've got these guys with us from Hearth and Dram and Chef Adam Biro and Chef Jeff Hickman with us here tonight. What an honor and a pleasure. And I just have to make a mention, and maybe you guys, so right here, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, uh, these guys give us all these fun toys, the green egg, this Everdoor, this uh, Yoder smoker. I'm crazy that I have this thing behind us in a show. I'm burning up over here. You see me sweating. It's because of that. But this is the, that's chef life, right? It is. It's beautiful. Sweating all the time. What do you guys think of these toys back here? They're really cool. Really, really awesome, yeah. 
little Heston range. I love, yeah. the, I love the plancha aspect of it. You know, yeah, the like fact the, that you can yeah, do everything outside, that's that's really great. So for all your barbecue needs, why not? Proud right. Souls Barbecue and Provisions. If you guys stop by there, it's on no, uh, 20, 25th and Federal Boulevard, oh, right down the street. Awesome, and you out. get to meet two of the owners are here tonight, guys. So poke around. Tony is right here, right behind us. Yeah, awesome. And and these guys, they also sell all kinds of supplies, spices, rubs, everything you can imagine. Cool. Everything you could possibly want. So thank you, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Bar programs, so important. Um, it's kind of the yin and the yang of any restaurant, right? Would you got either one of you guys knocking it out of the park? Talk about that bar program. So we have really amazing bartenders. Um, they do work very well with us. We do have a lot of conversations, which is really nice. Uh, it's nice to kind of be a part of the process, and they are a little bit as well with us. Um, as far as our bar program goes, you know, we do have a lot of whiskey. We have about 500, uh, which is really... Wait, pause for a second. 500. 500 Different whiskeys. varieties. Different varieties of whiskey, yeah. Not ne necessarily different distilleries, no. but varieties. Yeah, we have mostly, uh, you know, we, we try and do as much American as possible. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have pretty much everything. We have everything that's good, I would say. You know, we do do a lot of tastings. People bring things in all the time, and they ask us to, you know, taste them, and they want us to buy it. But, you know, we really only buy the best stuff. Uh, the wall is only so big, so, you know, we have to right. save space. Um, we, uh, yeah, we try and treat our local distillers, obviously, as uh, the closest. Ooh, you're giving me Randy doing that, man. <laughs> Talk local to me. So, uh, yeah, we work with Laws a lot. We also work with uh, Bear Creek. Yep. Um, Bear Creek. Which is what we're drinking right now. Do you have a favorite, Chef? So we have so we have five private barrels of it's whiskey, hard. which is really awesome for us. So basically what we do is we go to a distillery you know, that we have a, a relationship with, and what they'll do is they'll basically pull samples out of barrels that are aging in their rack house, and uh, we'll sit there and we'll taste through them. Taste them at barrel proof initially, and then... You know, usually you can knock a couple out really quick that you don't like. And then from there, we kind of water them back so we can taste them at like a regular proof or a better, like a lower proof. Um, so you can kind of get some of the nuanced flavors out of it. So we have five right now. Uh, the one that we're drinking is uh, probably, I would say, our favorite. Yeah. It's a Bear Creek bourbon. Um, so the really special thing about having the private barrel, which like most restaurants, almost all restaurants don't, typically like liquor stores will buy them. Um, but the thing about the private barrel is, you know, you think about going to the liquor store and buying a bottle of whiskey, about 100 barrels or so go into one thing and then they bottle that out. So you mix the 100 barrels together to make what's in that bottle that you buy at the liquor store. For us, we went through and we tasted a bunch of stuff and we picked one barrel that was not done aging yet. And then we said, this is the one that we think is gonna taste the best in three, four, five months. Mm -hmm. And then they bottle it for us and we have it on tap at the restaurant. So the cool thing about that is like tasting our Bear Creek bourbon versus the one that you'd buy at the store, it's, it's drastically different. Yep. You know, I think the biggest difference is I see, like we have a Laws Buy Whiskey that we took off of the line that won best bonded whiskey in the world a couple of years ago. Um, we took ours six months early, so it's not bonded, but ours versus the bonded finished Laws Rye is drastically different. Huge, like different flavor notes, like certain things you can pull out that you wouldn't get out of that one. So it's really nice, like, it's very, very different, very special for It's us. a lot of fun. Even if you don't understand it or you can't taste those subtle yeah. nuances, you can still come in and try five whiskeys on a flight and, you know, have fun. There's no not a wrong Absolutely. way to do it. You're still drinking whiskey. And speaking yeah. of Laws, you we know. have Steve Kurowski here, the marketing director for uh, Laws Whiskey House with us in the house tonight. So we'll Can I ask you probably a dumb question? I mean, I, I love bourbon, and I'm, I had what you're drinking now. It's really good. Do you drink or do you recommend drinking bourbon with a meal the way people might normally drink wine or beer? Or is it more before, after, rather than with? Yeah, you know, you're asking Jeff and I, typically we recommend drinking bourbon, period. <laughs> That's kind of the end of that one. So, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of a personal preference. Uh, you know, same thing with food. We're not going to tell you how to eat your food. 
you picked out something off the menu, you're going to eat it, and we want you to enjoy it the way that you want to enjoy it. If you want M&Ms in your mac and cheese, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if you like it, I love it. But truly, with, with whiskey and the berm to, to really appreciate it, I'd like to drink it as an aperitif, just a, a, after dinner, because it's going to clear your palate. You're going to get a little bit of that burn that's going to set you in the direction you want to. Before dinner, I probably it'd be an appetite suppressant to me. I'd just keep drinking. <laughs> yeah, we usually yeah. do that, but... Uh, um, so the bar program, last time I was there and they wheeled over that great old-fashioned cart to me, I think they were using 291 as kind of your old-fashioned whiskey. I, I don't know if you're still doing you know, that. It honestly kind of depends. Uh, I, I'm sure there's there's a one. I'm sure there's one that they all use. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, the guys are pretty, they're super smart guys. And, you know, if you sit down at the bar and you're talking to one bartender versus the other and he says, what should I have, they're going to recommend what they like. Um, which is great. You know, our cocktails are obviously standard and they're they're the same every time. But when it comes to like talking to the bartenders, they're going to give you something that if, if you're asking for a certain recommendation, you want an old fashioned, you want it to be awesome. They're going to tell you what they think is the best. Chef, let me ask you something on that. I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I say I don't know that I want to waste something good and mix other things yeah, with it. Gonna... I'm a purist. If you're going to give me, I mean, my first single barrel was Whistle Pig yeah, 15 if, years if, ago. If Al Law so... walked in and saw using the, the Bonda bottle or something, and, and you're mixing old-fashioned with it, he'd probably go a little sideways with uh-huh. it. Like, ah, I like my booze the way my booze yeah, tastes. But... Know, I, mean, we, I typically drink it straight. Um, we actually buy uh, Kentucky limestone water. So it's the water that like they use to make bourbon in Kentucky. And we have it in little dropper bottles, so you know if it's a little too hot for you, a little, a little too much alcohol, then you can kind of water it back. It's what, yeah, um, that's pretty what cool. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's kind of you know your preference. Like like I said, we have five barrels. Um, I'd say the lowest proof is probably like 90, 90 on all out of the five. Like 115, we have a whistle pig. It's about 12 years old. It's hot. Barrel proof, so it's like 130. Ooh, oh wow, it's, it's hot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's spicy and almost. It's, it's absolutely. But I I bet it still tastes good. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, definitely, it's definitely like you take a sip water. and then you water it back. Yeah. And yeah. So it, with but. about with about a minute and a half left, I want to do this because I was looking through Westward this a great article, farmers market. You were doing some unique things. Could you talk about that quickly? Yeah. So we went to the farmers market last week, and uh, you know, basically they gave us an ingredient to work with, which was radishes. And uh, it was pretty much a free reign on whatever we wanted to do. So we showed up there about, you know, 8.45 and pushed a cart over from the restaurant. Yeah. Like with all of our stuff in the restaurant, cart, yeah. we walked over because we're yeah, only was, about two blocks from there. And uh, we literally just walked, they gave us $100, walked around the market, bought a bunch we of stuff. We got coffee and then, first. Oh, yeah, we got bought coffees, yeah. <laughs> it, it looked so good and so raw, and it really highlighted you guys at your best. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Congratulations. Lot of fun that. That. Another 30 seconds talking about you have an event coming up as well. The we be- have a lot of events so coming up What's right the one you wanted to talk about? The beast. The whole beast feast? The whole beast feast. That's, that's just something we do in the restaurant. So we'd like to get about a five-day notice, and we have several different menus. You can pick your protein. So we do a, a duck one, a lamb, goat, beef, seafood. And, and pig. And pig. So between five and seven courses, depending. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's like $85. Done and we'll done. Do yeah, I'm doing yeah, that. So it's, 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 a, it's a party. That sounds it's good. a party. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> you're going to leave very full, maybe miserable. Hopefully you've eaten enough where you question your judgment, and uh, we'll come out and have a shot with you. I that all. We'll, we'll have a, we'll have a fernet. Yeah, we'll have a fernet with you at the end of your meal, and it's 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 our fun. Thank you, uh, Chef Jeff. Appreciate it, Chef Adam Vero. I you. really appreciate all the Absolutely. work you Thanks did for here having tonight. Us. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll be back for hour number two in a flash. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Chief Parker, and Brian Freeman. 
number two of the Modernator Show right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado on 630KHOW, our iHeartRadio affiliate, and live on Facebook as well, Brian. We are back. We've got a lot of ground to cover in this last hour, but this was really important to us. And Thirsty Fest, you're saying, what, Thirsty Fest? Do you know what Thirsty Fest is? Oh, I know. It's it's drinking for a good cause, my friend. That's what I know it's all about. Benefiting water for people, and we have to introduce our guest, and she's right there, Julia Mountain. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good to see you here. Give us a rundown. What are people looking forward to here? All right. Yeah. So Water for People is a wonderful organization. They're based um, right here out of Denver, Colorado. However, they have a reach in all of the deepest parts of the world. So um, we basically got this group of volunteers together and we're all working outside of our normal jobs trying to put on this big event to show the city to show people um, everywhere that they can contribute to a cause greater than themselves and have a good time. Um, So we've got this beer festival, we've got local breweries coming in, we've got music, we've got games, uh, we've got food trucks, and we're just trying to get everyone together to party for a purpose. And it's all about health, safe, health, safe water. Yeah, yeah. So sanitation services, um, hygiene, uh, safe water, those are all the primary uh, causes for Water for People. So we think of, I've become kind of a water snob lately, which is, oh. I mean, it's a luxury though. I mean, you think about how, here we are, Denver, Colorado, you turn your tap on, your faucet, you go buy some bottled water. It's so readily available to us, so many options and choices. But with this, you're trying to spread awareness for those that don't have our luxuries. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we we try to just bring in um, extra fundraising and extra awareness, right? And the more people that we can get to know that there's this wonderful organization right here in their backyard in Denver, uh, the more people that understand, you know, there's people out there who are looking for still clean water or safe water, hygiene services. And I mean, the programs go so far to... um, give educational programs. You know, a lot of people in the world don't necessarily know that every time you use the restroom, you need to wash your hands or... People don't uh, know that yet? <laughs> wait, no, well, wait. remember, I mean, we're very fortunate in the country we live in. Wait, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Wash your wash hands. Your, after are you, you sure? Use the bathroom. Now listen, I was taught you wash them before, because you don't know. I know what I got. You know, <laughs> but I don't. You don't know what the world. I, I don't know what the world around me has. You know, and 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 now listen. And I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say what I got's a lot less uh, less bad. Can than we just the, say <laughs> wait, for you, Jake, before and after? Please. Yes, please, that's, please. That's before and after, or if you shake Jay's hand recently, go wash yours. So um, hey, to hey, get back on track, Julia, <laughs> give us an example of, of the end user that benefits from this? Yeah, so there are a lot of different types of end users because Water for People is really focused on kind of putting themselves out of business, right? So they, they provide this kind of backbone of support and then try and support the communities to take the initiative and really do what they want. So there's a community in India, for example, that we use a, um, a lot as an example of the job, I'm going to butcher the name. Jablandu, probably not the right way to say that, I do apologize. Um, But they're they're basically getting the um, support and services that they need to really start their own entrepreneurial services within the community. And that is something that's so separated from water that they've got cell phones, power being provided to people through themselves rather than, um, you know, just having everything kind of handed over. Something that struck me that she says is they're in the business to go out of business. The business got That's pretty yeah. powerful. I mean, yeah. truly. Well, is. it's it's hopefully we can help the world mm-hmm. with water and understand how important it is for everyone 
that, that it, it could put him out of his. I don't see that coming soon, I will tell no, you. But that's, um, that's, you know. that's the goal anyway. So now that we're sold, how do we participate? So you participate. Uh, it's actually next Saturday. Woo! So we will slightly maybe kind of cross paths here with the, the modern eater and us. You're but um, we'll be at Improper City next Saturday okay. from 6 to 10 p.m. We've got over 20 local breweries. Uh, tickets are $25 wow. a piece. But honestly, we've got so much beer coming in, a lot of spirits and kombucha, um, other drinks as well, non-alcoholic beverages for anyone that's interested in that kind of thing. Uh, I understand you don't have to party super hard yeah, to support yeah, a good yeah. cause. But um, yeah, so we've got all these people coming in from 6 to 10 p.m., $25. Tickets are available at the door as well. It's at Improper City in Rhino, which I think is 32nd and Walnut. Um, a really cool venue. They've just opened up their patio. So this is their first summer that they've actually got a patio open. There's is that where chicken That's awesome. Was? Yes, I believe so. And Julia, tell me, how much does does an event like this raise for awareness? Well, hopefully, you know, a fair amount of money. It's also this year coinciding with a big conference. So AWWA puts on, which is the American Water... <laughs> we'll skip that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a large group. Um, and they put on a big conference every year. So a lot of water industry professionals are associated with our volunteer group that are putting on the beer festival. Um, and... With that, we've got a, a lot of large companies coming in and contributing money. So they're sponsoring the event. We've already got quite a few donations in place, which is why we can offer the event to the public for such a reasonable price um, because we've raised a lot of money kind of outside the door. And we just really want to use the actual event to bring awareness to the Denver community and bring people in. Next, That's awesome. for a Next Saturday, uh, Thirsty Fest. Don't fast. don't goof. Bring your proof, Brian. They're gonna want to see your ID if you're drinking that beer. Yep. And uh, 25 bucks at the door. Water for people, and uh, just a great cause. And Julie, I can't. Improper city. Improper city. city. Be there. Be uh, there. If we weren't working, we'd be there next week too. We love that type of you stuff. You can come later. We'll get you some tickets. Thank you so much. <laughs> you. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Julie. You you like gluten-free stuff? Yeah. This is some of the best gluten-free bread ever. We oh. couldn't live without you, John Irvin. John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things. Welcome back to the family. Not that you left or anything. We love you so much. But here you are with that delicious loaf of gluten-free bread, my friend. Well, I just went on a little bit of a vacation, you know. That's right. Wait for the, the springtime to finish and the, all the good things. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. This is tonight. Tonight, I'll tell you something. The food is phenomenal. The, uh, it was it not ever phenomenal here, John? Come <laughs> you know, on now. It, it is. You know what? It's. I got to come up with a new word. <laughs> it is. No, it really, really, really was. And I'm not a huge sausage person, but this stuff is really good. These Spice guys have done a great job. Not phenomenal job, but a great job, great which job. is just good. But anyways, um, no, these guys are doing a fantastic job back there. And so, yeah, I'm very happy to be back. Got my bread. You know, we got my deli loaf and stuff. Got and your new packaging. My new packaging. Yes, I do. You're looking and, good, my friend. And well, this bread, is, that's the best in the business right well, there. Well, I'm going to slice some up and let everybody taste it because I keep on telling everybody what it tastes like. It's a, one thing I love about John, he's always got a sample loaf with him. Absolutely. I mean, I think he cooks it in his back pocket, but it is always ready to go. I love you, John, for that. You're always sharing the word about gluten-free Right from the man, gluten-free things, well, John Irvin. We're gluten-free and vegan. Hey, listen, and, and it, I might go gluten-free just for a while, and it's a, it's a health thing to where uh, with my thyroid issues and bioidentical hormones is what they're trying now, but they're working through all of these things. But gluten may be one of the things that's blocking those things Very for well me. Could be. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go around no, here. You're going to see me there at the bakery uh, weekly. 
John. Sounds good to me. And I'll I charge you twice it. as much. Hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> thank you, John. No, thank you. Appreciate thank it. You now I'm, I'm excited to be back. You'll hear this voice early and often right here on the Modern Eater Show. Okay, let's break. Yes. We'll We've got back. great stuff afterwards, though. Tell them about it, Greg. Well, someone's standing in the way, but it, I think it's Infinite Harvest. Infinite Harvest, it sure is. You like is. micro greens, Julia? Yeah. Micro greens. I, I love micro greens. Do you Make see sure. these, all these beautiful micros right in front of you there? Really hard to not actually. Well, you should. Snack. Go ahead. Snack yeah. away. They're, Can I? Yes. yes. They're snack worthy for sure. So, Infinite Harvest, they're coming up next, and some of the best micro greens that I know around from a, a, a hydroponic system just right up the street. Yep. Okay. All right, we'll take that break. What a great show tonight, Brian. Isn't this fun? It is very Crowded fun. house, and it is going well. Friends and family. Let's just go around the room. So we have uh, Ross Kaminsky here, morning show host on KHOW. We've got the guys from Proud Souls. We have Steve uh, from Tommy Knocker Brewery. Tommy we have Knocker. the Spice Guy right there. We have a new uh, friend here from Black... Bear. Right here, right here. Look Black at this. Sky. Black, Black Sky, Sky Brewery, Brewery. with some watermelon pellet. pellet. Watermelon Petal and Demon Seed. Martin's here. He owns an art gallery. He's right next to you, Julia, the big guy with the black shirt on. He owns an art gallery. He's here with his wife as well. Gigi, there's Biker Jim. Have you ever had Biker Jim's Gourmet Hot Dogs, Julia? No, I haven't. There's Biker Jim right there in the corner. Who the else boys from here? Hearth and Dram, J.T. Eberly. J.T. Eberly, Hearth and Dram. Of course, Little Rich Snyder. Jeez, uh, with Chef Danny Flanagan, Chef Elin Wenzel's here as well with the Element Knife Company. And uh, what a packed what house. What a packed it's house. It's a good night tonight in the Mile High City. June 1st, and we'll take a break. We'll continue in a couple of minutes. We're going to listen to some words from our sponsors, which we'd really appreciate. If you believe in Hyperlocal, we have some of the best sponsors around. Get Please out and support them. Do us a favor. Go out and support them. All right, we'll break right now from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Summer is upon us and it's about time. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. At Brews, badass Belgian-style beers are our thing, and we're welcoming summer with a big selection of warm-weather beers. Session-strength beers that you can kick back and relax with. Fruit beers, fresh and vibrant. Plus wild beers, sour beers, and all the classics. Doubles, triples, quads, and wit beers. Brews Beers is at 67th and Pecos in Midtown. We have food trucks daily, a big spacious patio voted one of Denver's best, and we're very dog-friendly. Mark your calendar, our third anniversary bash with live bands, tasty food, and of course great beers is Saturday, July 20th. 
Check it out on social media or go to our website, brewsbeers.com. That's Brews Beers, B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, just 10 minutes north of downtown. Denver's home for badass Belgian-style beers. Okay, back to the show in just a minute. But right now, uh, first of all, Infinite Harvest coming right up. Some of our favorite people here in studio with us. But right now, it's an official welcome. Starting today, it's June 1st. It's Saturday, today. June 1st. Whoa. Uh, one of our newest sponsors and just a guy that I've really grown to love in the few weeks that I've known you, my friend. It feels like a longer time. You said that first and I like made fun of you, but it feels like we've known each other for a really right, long sometimes. time. We now. have the same sense of humor, which yeah. that's bizarre in itself. But Jack, uh, Zach Johnston, <laughs> um, the Spice Guy, here with us. And I said, well, you know, let's do your live because we're going to do some recording this week, right? Oh, yeah. So you'll hear it running. But uh, right now, talk about the Spice Guy and what's happening. Yeah, so uh, basically we do a 1,000 or so restaurants in Colorado and across the country, but mostly here in Colorado. Uh, we do all of our own distribution because one of our distribution partners is taking their time getting their deal together for us. Uh, so we do distribution to uh, all the way from the airport to uh, past Summit County. So we'll go to Vail and we'll go all the way to Eagle Vail. Uh, and then we do some stuff for Aspen Ski Area. Uh, so the the limits are abound for us. We can go anywhere and do anything. We like to say that we have the highest quality spices uh, at the best prices. And Paul actually is a avid user of the Spice Guy. So he can attest to the fact that we do a, we do a pretty good job week in and week out. Well, and customized blends for people Spice Guy is a place, if you need spices here in Denver or all around the country, look them up, thespiceguy.com. Thespiceguyco.com. Co.com. We're currently suing that guy. The Spice Oh, are you? Nice. Yeah, we're suing thespiceguy.com currently. <laughs> Good for you. That's yeah. what I like about him. You know, he says what's on his mind. Yeah, know? he's a realist. Uh, you're going to stick around for this segment? Yeah, well, Talk microgreens? Let's talk about it. All right. Uh, let's Micro anything. get back into the show right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado, the Modern Eater Show. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I don't know what's wrong with you, Paul. Anything? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty cool. I don't know. You good to go right now? I'm good to go, I think. All right, Paul Dominguez and Sherry Cree. Sherry Cree. Yeah. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, Here you are back in the kitchen. First of all, take a, what do you think of the kitchen? It's popping you guys off. You throw an amazing awesome. party. Isn't this insane? It's not yeah. really even a, a party. It's just a show. Were you, you surprised know? to see your your micros were here before you came? I mean, yeah. I, I found an extra one in the cooler, and I brought it down for these awesome I chefs from Hearth and Dram tonight. Yeah, definitely. They have done some amazing stuff with our greens. Yeah, they so, really have. A micro greens and beer pairings. Oh, I would say uh, you need you need some protein in there, but I'd I'd go with that's just me. Maybe you don't need protein, but yeah. I would like the micro be micro greens protein and a lot of actually I go you know where I go these days, man. Where do I go? As far as what? For what? Whiskey, tequila. Oh, you're a tequila guy now. <laughs> right now, we're we're just on a new tequila diet. That's right. that I'm trying. I wish we made it here in Colorado. We do have our good friend State 38, but let's get back to micro greens, folks, because this stuff is off the charts. Yeah, talk about well, Infinite Harvest. Yeah, so we are a vertical hydroponic farm, and what that means is that we're growing in rows just like a normal farm, but we actually stack those rows. So within a 5,200 square foot facility, we've got about 30,000 square feet of grow space. We've been there. 
We toured it the is facility. So, that place is just so cool. Yeah, it's it, and it's pretty, the purple. I like the purple lights in there. So how are you lighting that? I mean, that's something to it, right? Yeah, so definitely. It's, uh, it's LED lighting, and what we're doing is that Leafy Greens pretty much only take in red and blue spectrums from the sun, and so we're increasing our energy and efficiency by not having any white light within the facility. So we're only giving the plants those lighting spectrums that they need. Couldn't you just nice. put sunglasses on each one of the plants? To I mean, <laughs> ideally, but that's a lot of sunglasses. <laughs> that's a lot of sunglasses. So it's interesting because um, you've got the hydroponics and you have the aquaponics. We have an aquaponics farm that we work with in, in Montrose. But what strikes me about this type of stuff, and, and maybe I'm just too far along on the evolution chain, but I like the pristineness of this type of produce. When we left the aquaponics farm with that butter lettuce, we were eating that like potato chips. Yep. And mm -hmm. I shouldn't be, you know, of course there's going to be soil and the, the produce is going to be a little imperfect when it comes out of the soil and the ground. But um, I really like just the pristineness of the micros. Well, what's so cool about microgreens, it's an intense flavor in a little tiny package. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, and I mean that, you know, the, the cool part about it is that we have 16 different microgreens, and we literally have 16 different flavors that are all very unique, and it's the first about two inches of growth off of any given plant. Um, so, you know, we've got things from sunflower to celery to radish to scallions to amaranth to, you know, wasabi. We've got a lot of cool flavors that just help a chef really paint a picture with yeah. the plate. Pull up some of these, and here's the camera you want to show it to. Yeah, But just absolutely. show it to the camera, and for the folks listening on the radio, give a description for the folks on Facebook. You can just follow along. So when we're talking about microgreens, like I say, it's about first two inches worth of growth from a plant. They contain higher oil content because it's not spread out between a fully grown plant. So, you know, I mean, the flavors are just... They're so intense, you know. When when I have something like these sunflower microgreens, these are one of my favorites. It actually tastes like sunflowers. They grow from sunflower seeds. They're Can I give it a shot? Yeah, absolutely, please. I'm going to give it a shot as well. And and don't you find it, it's not easy oh, wow. doing what you do. I mean, I think there's lots it's of not. imposters out there that are doing this kind of stuff in their basement. I would be worried about food safety. Well, Not in your place. Yeah, food safety is a big factor. We are GAP audited, which means that it's called good agricultural practices. And that just says that we are growing in the most food safe method possible. We are yearly audited. So, you know, all of those factors like listeria, E. coli, all of those foodborne illnesses, those are born mostly through soil and water. And we're using no soil within our facility. We grow the microgreens in a corn-based mat. And so right there, we're taking that risk and cutting it in half. And then our water, we actually use a three-stage filtration system and then a UV filter or a UV light filter. So what that does is that it kills off, you know, 99% of the pathogens. See, there's another reason. A prima donna like me loves to hear that because it eliminates <laughs> some of the concerns in my yeah. mind. And well, I, and that's a huge I think factor. there's a segment of people out there that feel the exact same way as I do. Most definitely. Food safety is a huge thing. You know, I mean, you want to be able to make sure that as a chef, you know, when, when you have a restaurant, you're not running that risk of 
giving someone something that they don't yeah. necessarily Having want. Having someone yeah. like Zach in the field somewhere doing something you don't want him doing in the Yeah, field. I mean, he's trouble. <laughs> well, That's, I find it neat, though. A lot of chefs are trying to get back to back to the right to the farmer Absolutely. and so sometimes i've run into these chefs that are buying stuff from local neighborhood farmers and that scares me because the reality is is do you know when to put on fertilizers do you know when not to put on fertilizers if you're spraying something on your on your crop to keep the bugs away do you know how long you need to stop spraying it before you give it to somebody there's all these factors and i, I just I'm a, I'm a guy who's all about being safety, I deal with a lot of restaurants. And, and a lot of produce comes through your doors, let's face it. That's true, and it's And you amazing. start to, to work with the farms. Zach, ask Sherry a question. <laughs> so what? So, uh, what is your role at the company? Let's start there. Great question. What's what? What's your role at the company? Let's start there. I'm a VP of sales and marketing. Okay, and great. I originally got involved from the investment side to oh, the wow. business. Incredible, so ground floor. Them. Yes. Incredible. So what did this look like when it started? You have 30,000 feet now. What did it look like at the beginning? Well, beginning, I, I've been only involved lately uh, okay. since December. The beginning, they were broke. Year. Now they're not broke. Yeah, the beginning, they were broke. <laughs> they're, we had about, they're still broke. We had about 10% of the facility built out, and that was kind of our initial proof of concept. And, you know, through that proof of concept, we were able to build out that entire facility because we were able to raise that money to be able to do that. But talk about it, Paul. Being a small business owner is tough. You've got competition from all over. I can name a big company that's knocking on your door every day, and they're national. Yeah. And why why is it that being a small company is so hard? And what do you guys do to fight off that stuff, Paul? Well, I mean, you know, within our field, education is so much of a factor. You know, not a lot of people know about hydroponic farming, much less vertical hydroponic farming. This is something that, you know, has really taken hold in the U.S. on the East Coast, where they need that space. You know, we don't necessarily have a lot of farm space to work with when you're working in an urbanized population. And think about so, drought, too. Exactly. Drought, you know, anything like harsh weather, anything like that. But it's like, like we had a hail this afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, con completely controlled environment, it's... It's You're good to go. We yeah. don't get oh, you affected mean you didn't by lose weather today. We didn't lose our crop. We haven't lost our crops with any of the snow. It's great. Zach, ask another question. Well, what I want to know is how you, how do you get involved in investing into something that's so boutique? Well, we knew the founder, and okay. then a company was going through a transition, and they needed find funding. That's how we came in, you know. Uh, get involved. There's a million places yeah. to put your money, right? There's yeah. a million places, sure. and we'd like some. Greg how is, do you Greg is pretty how do you open. Determine? I think that's a good question. How did how is Infinite Harvest a good fit for you and your money? Well, I think it's a future of agriculture, right. and um, I'm from Japan, and it, you know, in Japan or in Europe, uh, where the space is so limited, um, controlled environment, agriculture is so much more advanced. And in Colorado, we have huge land, but also uh, water is gold. And we only use 95% um, either 5% of the traditional farming compared to traditional farming. So um, the sustainability, and then also you mentioned about the cleanness of the product. Um, there are a lot of chemicals required for transportation of the produce. So if the produce is coming from California to 
be transported to Colorado, there are a lot of you know requirements uh, to to sustain mm -hmm. the the quality of the produce. Touching so upon it's a the farm to table. Yeah, touching upon the dense land uh, population, dense population places like Japan and and many places around the world. That you know, it's kind of our duty to figure out what what is the future, so everybody has the availability of produce, um, not just the very wealthy, not those currently. That can give, yeah, so uh, that's a cool thing. We're having the summer dinner series coming up. It's in uh, July and August. We'd love to partner with you guys to spread the word, to have more people taste these delicious microgreens, Absolutely. and uh, just keep the drive alive. Just keep kicking the rock down the road. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Paul, Sherry. Thank you. Thanks for coming out Thank tonight. You for it's a pleasure. Thank you guys. I work with you guys every week, so yep. <laughs> you know I share the love. <laughs> Who's up next? We're going to be talking beer, I think. Is it beer? Yeah. Yeah, beer. I think Beer's it's Mr. Next. Domingo's next. Uh, Jack Johnson just off the microphone. Uh, Dominguez. Paul Dominguez. No, Paul. Oh, no, this is Paul. We just talked to yeah, Paul right there. Harry, you guys are looking for... Uh, yeah, we're looking Harry's. for anything over there. We can't... Uh, <laughs> Harry Smith from Black Sky Brewery, who is uh, going to be in Thirsty Fest, too, but he's got a uh, a really killer bar. Oh, I'm full, full menu. He brought down some pizza. We're fighting to get some pizza in the oven. These guys at Hearthstone. Hey, can we hide one of those pizzas? Because me and you like to eat at midnight when nobody's around. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. That's a great idea. Let's, and, and, uh, Jay hid two out in his car already. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we'll talk beer and then we'll talk whiskey in the I next like two segments as we wind down on this beautiful June 1st in the Mile High City. Brian, such a great show. We're doing. Uh, we're doing a lot of good work for folks. Spread. Incredible things for small food businesses. Spreading the message. Food and booze, man. Uh, we are all about it. If you're not tuned into our Facebook Live right now, you're missing out because you know, truly yeah. you will feel the magic coming from this kitchen. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Uh, breweries coming up next, and it is Black Sky. Black Sky Breweries coming up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path. Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program. Work in a professional kitchen and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multi-grain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce, it's delicious. 
As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers. With a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. All right, Carly, why not? We're making beer right now, or at least uh, drinking the delicious beer that's already made from Black Sky. And Harry Smith, man, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Dude, this is cool. This is cool. Yep, Harry I, Smith, I, you I, ready I, to pour? You've got the you've got the beer, you've got the glass, I'm my friend. I'm ready to pour, I'm ready to drink, are you? Yeah, <laughs> I am ready. So right. as you pour and we party, let's talk about the brewery, my friend. Let's talk. Hey, it's kind of cool. Steve from Tommy Knockers loving your beer. Thank you. <laughs> That's kind of cool, isn't yeah, it? Isn't yeah, isn't that? Man. So, Harry, tell us about the brewery. Beautiful, beautiful. What do we have uh, here, too? This is Demon Seed IPA, um, one of our best-selling beers. IPA sells really well in Colorado, as you know. So, a really good balanced, heavy hopped with a Cascade hop, American uh, IPA. Delicious. The brewery. Tell us about the brewery Real here. Nice. Sorry, I was busy drinking. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Loves his own beer. Uh, the brewery is a, it's a small brew pub. We do about 450 uh, barrels a year. We do pizza, calzone, sandwiches, soups, salads. Everything's made in-house. Um, just Where are you a small located? Family. We're on 5th and Santa Fe. So 490, right 490 Santa Fe. So okay. we're about a mile directly to the to the east. So you're you're by Intrepid. So we're, we're about a couple blocks from Trepid, yep. A couple yep. blocks from there. And Renegade Brewery, and, and, uh, and we're also by Crazy Mountain. So. And Pistol Whip just opened up in the neighborhood That's there. That's right, yeah, about uh, two blocks from us. Yeah, do they have you on their taps yet? Not yet, but let's, we're on the radar. Let's yeah. make that happen, right? <laughs> I mean, that's good stuff. So I love learning about new breweries, and I feel ashamed that we haven't been by this brewery. I know, and he's right, right around the corner. I know. with you guys. Well, it's we need sad. invites a lot of time. We're reclusive. Well, please come down and see us. That we, oh, there we go. We got there we go. formal invites. So, Brew Pub. Brew Pub, yeah. And yeah. you guys can make food, too, which is great because you don't have to rely on the food truck scene. Well, from the beginning, we knew we, that's, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make a, a place where we could have pizza and beer made um, of our own because uh, with the Brew Pub license, we also get liquor, and we're all whiskey fans, so... But wait, Harry, food, beer, and pizza, do those really mix? And metal. Ah, they mix very well. Right? Nice. Very cool. I mean, pizza and, and liquor mixes with everything, right? It doesn't it? <laughs> so you have the ability to have a full bar as well? Full bar. Oh, that's fantastic. Full bar. We have 23 beers of our own on tap, plus one collaboration beer that we always have on, on uh, Wednesday that we do with four other breweries. Um, we also have two of our own craft sodas on tap, plus um, a full line of liquor and uh, cider. No kombucha, though. No. <laughs> I had a feeling. Hey, uh, that's where we draw the line. It's got to be somewhere, right? That's right. Who'd you bring here with you today? Uh, we brought here uh, my lovely wife, Lila, <laughs> and, and one of our best friends, Jesus, who comes to the brewery all the time. Nice. Let, who is it? Jesus. Jesus. Come on over here. Come on Jesus. over, Jesus. We haven't oh, had Jesus on the show ever. Trouble. I like tonight. It's June 1st. We've got Jesus right here, one of the regulars at Black Sky Brewery. 
A yes. regular at the brewery, huh? That's right. Do you live in the neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, oh well, let's get one, him back here. We've got one, one second. One second here, a little t technical difficulty. And now we got you. Hey, man. Now we go. You live in the neighborhood? Uh, maybe like about two miles away off of neighborhood. Right, you have a lot of choices around there. Yeah, definitely. Why black sky? Uh, great beer, like uh, malty, darker beers uh, for the most part. That's what he likes. Yeah. What's your yeah, favorite? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good switch, like, the uh, hazelnut usually porter. hazelnut porter, it's like, uh, <laughs> seasonal stuff. Did Jesus, you bring any of that porter Jesus with beer. you? No, but we made it for this guy last year. Ale of Minerva, usually, like, the go-to. Well, I mean, I, and uh, Harry, I think you, you should make a beer just for Jesus, man. We did. Come on. <laughs> hazelnut porter, man. Hazelnut porter, yeah. What else do you, uh, to become a rich? After Easter, it's gone, though. <laughs> First of all, it's flattering to have loyal customers like that, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And, and become good friends, yeah. you know, from the brewery itself. Yeah. You know? Do they yell your name out when you walk through the door? Yeah. They do? <laughs> That's the type of thing. And and truly, when you look at Denver and beyond, but truly, you know, here in Denver and Colorado, a lot of neighborhoods, um, their breweries are so important to the neighborhoods. It really is. And, and I think uh, more and more you're going to see that. I think you're going to see more breweries opening in smaller neighborhoods or restaurants themselves opening their own or having their own brew system. What do you want us to try now? Yes, what's next? I'm, that's what I'm... Ooh, I was going to double up on the demon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But i got to tell you, you've got a great label. I, I want to hear more about the story behind it as well, Harry. But uh, I'm ready to try another flavor. Let's try another flavor. So this one right here, we're calling it Cali Pucker. Is it a sour? It's not a sour. Traditional, what you think is a sour. It's an American uh, extra pale ale that we added calamansi fruit to. And calamansi fruit is like half lemon, half lime. It's supposed to have a oh, grapefruit cheers. notes to it, but I, I, I think it's more like tangerine. Oh, it smells delicious! Wow, isn't that Jesus. great? That is, that's really. This is probably one of the best beers I've had. Really? I mean, yeah. Well, this is a perfect summer beer. You're sweating. This is a beer that you want to drink when it's hot First of outside. All, can you say I'm standing by a grill. Well, okay, sorry. Yeah, yes, we're we're in. <laughs> Greg and I stand. It's really funny where we stand, folks. We're we stand kitchen. on the in the kitchen. We stand on the hundred degree side of the table here. <laughs> right. Most people don't know this. We we're we're baking all night long. This but is a daily. This is yeah. This is one of those that oh, yeah, oh my gosh. Without a doubt, yeah. really, really easy drinking. Do you guys have a patio? Can I come down there? Can I make a patio if you don't? We do have a patio. <laughs> we have nice. a fantastic patio. With Giant picnic tables. We gotta hang out with each other and, and drink beer. <laughs> and this is what I'd be drinking on their patio all day, every day. It almost tastes like a shanty. Yeah. Ooh. I'm, we're which, gonna which compare is, it to no, one I mean, of the. No, I'm not. But it, it wouldn't. Would it, is that a bad thing though? Is it a what? bad thing if he compares well, it to the, a shanty? You know, not that it, I, you know, I was thinking shanty all the way. Yeah, it's definitely a very light, easy drinking summer beer. Uh -huh. So think half lemonade, half beer. So can folks come in and get a couple of crowlers to go? Absolutely. Why yeah, not? we have a three. We have a three uh, crowler special, so you can come in and buy three of different kinds, all you want, and uh, and uh, take them to go. Three crowler special. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting three of the same one. I, I mean, mean, I really I like stay that. Stay and drink. And I'll bet you, know? you, you know, as we we well, should. We, all right, we should probably try one more. And Greg, remember they have food we too. Drank these yet, you guys? So they they do <laughs> oh, pizza. I'm, I'm they done. do they do pizza and beer <laughs> the right way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more beer and then we got a break. That's a good one. That's mm. a real good one. Yeah. Oh, my friend. This she, is a good she one. Wants, Julie I wants know, to Julia, try that one. I know, Julia. 
She's she's saving people one glass of beer at a time. You, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. There you oh, go. she wanted the the. Um, which one did she want? The the one we were just trying. Oh my gosh, the Cali Cali Pucker. Yeah. Oh, well, you got the watermelon yeah. instead. I'm down to try some watermelon though now. It looks a little bit darker. This is almost like a red. What do we got going here? All right, this is American ale. It's Imperial American ale, so it's nine percent. We added hibiscus and rose petals to the boil. After the boil, after the fermentation, we we let it sit in red wine barrels for eight months. You guys are geniuses. After the eight months of fermentation, or sorry, sitting in the in the red wine barrels, we added the watermelon puree. It's so good. It is so good. Thank you. And and truly, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of beer out oh, there, sorry, right? Jesus. I uh, forgot you again, buddy. Oh, wow. There's a lot of beer out there, Brian, but there's not a lot of great beer. Yeah. That is, like, I'll tell you, all three beers that we've tried tonight, what's your favorite so far, Greg? These, the last two really are at the top you. of my list. Yeah. Uh, this one is incredible. The, the flavors in this are, I mean, all over your mouth. Yep. Definitely yeah, red good. wine. You can taste the watermelon in the end, or red wine, without a doubt. Uh, as far as floral... The, the rose petals are prominent, you know, and the hibiscus is, is, is there as a Are you, you know, the brewer? Tartness. Yeah. Man, you are a mad genius, my friend. Thank you very much. I mean, truly, we're going to get to know each other because I really enjoy your beer. Thank you. You're doing something great there, Harry. Uh, and Jesus, thank you both for coming in. Are you <laughs> enjoying you, yourself? Yeah. This is awesome. All right, great. Gee, every Almost Saturday night, you can come back anytime. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, take a break. Cool. And uh, we've got someone who came over from the Brewers Guild, Steve Kurowski, and now he's into whiskey. So yeah. we're going to talk to uh, Steve Kurowski with his new job, with his new hat on. At coming Law's up next, Whiskey. Law's Whiskey House. That's coming up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches, 
with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Now it's time for the modern eater's booze in the news segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Oh, you know we got this. Booze in the news, all the booze news you can use, and we got some booze news for you, man. Brian, uh, this is a cool thing. Uh, one of my favorites back on the show, Steve Kurowski, welcome back to the mic. Hey, thanks a lot. Happy to be here. Good to see you. Switched hats. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Uh, so let's go to the uh, Brewers Guild, your former job. Right. Right. It, it, can I talk beer for just 30 sure. seconds? Sure, yeah. Um, are we starting to see a, a market correction with breweries? Um, you know, it is a crowded marketplace out there. And if you're not making high quality world class product beer, you're you're going to need to figure out what your next job is going to be. Um, there's not much shelf space and all the breweries out there with the tasting rooms, people know where the best beers are. And if you're not on that list, you're going to have an uphill battle for sure. I agree. And I do think we're seeing a market correction right now with yeah. the closing of some well, it's slowing down. predominant like, breweries. We, we've only had two breweries yeah. open while the show was on tonight. And rem- remember, so. they're all small businesses, right? Yeah. So lots of small businesses run into a lot of different problems. Yeah. What, yeah. No and matter some what of industry, them are, so. can't handle growth. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So here you go, and, and I thought, man, he's a mad genius. You gave me a little, last time you were here, you put a little birdie in my ear and mm-hmm. said, sit on this for a while. And it was, t- oh, man. <laughs> I did, but here it is. Now the new hat is uh, Law's Whiskey House. And Correct. you are marketing director? Correct, yes. Marketing director. I said, Steve's a mad genius, man. He saw this thing with, with breweries, and now he's into spirits. There was no correlation with there that. There wasn't, no, not at all. Um, what, what's happening over at Law's is, is truly special. Um, they are on a, we're on a trajectory to do great things. Was um, it one of these things? I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, a little bit, actually. Um, but it wasn't like that. The offer was to come be a part of an awesome culture that. and do... and Lots whiskey. Yeah. And, we're, and work with a place that is super passionate about what they do and very unique and genuine in, in their spirits making as well. So, Tell us the why, though. Let me jump no, in. Tell us the why, Steve. Why is Laws doing what they're doing? Why? I mean, what's the why behind the magic? Yeah, so um, Alan Laws... you know, the name behind the name, Um, he is obsessed with whiskey and has been his entire life. And this was his dream to open this up. And he came with enough capital where he could make all of his whiskey and let it sit for two years, three years actually, before he ever sold a single bottle. Most distilleries aren't in that situation, don't have that luxury of um, sitting on 
three years worth of inventory before oh, they can sell a single bottle, right? Absolutely. So it's super unique in that aspect. None of our whiskey is sourced. It's all distilled in-house, aged in-house. Um, and for at least three and a half on years. the bottle too. Yes. It probably says fermented by as well, doesn't it? <laughs> no. I mean, a lot of that's a trend that's going because people want to know what kind of quality you're putting into your whiskey. Yes. And all all the grains for laws are grown in Colorado. They're heirloom grains yep. planted just for laws. Yeah. Um, so out at the Cody Brothers, you know, yeah. out in Alamosa and the Whiskey Sisters in Burlington, yeah. both have fields planted just for our distillery to use very spe specific heirloom grains. Yeah, it's interesting. You talk about Al's passion, and, and I, I don't think this is a secret because he's been on the show before and he talked about it, just locking himself in a, in a hotel room in New York City, and he had this passion of this business that he wanted. I think he was trading commodities, I, yes. I believe. Yeah, he trading commodities. And he's just like, I don't, this is not me. I mean, it's great for me, and, and, and I got a, a little wallet because of it, but it's true passion. Uh, was making delicious whiskey. Yeah, he figured out what he really wanted to do with his life, and he's doing it. Um, what's happening over there is really awesome. So the growth mm -hmm. that's happening, and you've got a couple of releases that are coming up as well. Can you talk about a couple of those things? Yeah, the, the most exciting thing that's happening this summer is our six-year bonded bourbon is going to be released, which is super unique. Um, Six. There's wait, only wait. one. Uh, Let me ask you, what makes it yes. bonded? A bond, bonding, um, the very simple way of explaining bonded it's a law from the 1800s before prohibition to source and make sure that your whiskey was safe for people to drink um after prohibition it's not a thing but what it is it makes you source and know where all your ingredients are coming from a right so you have to grow you have to use all your ingredients from one harvest year distill at the same harvest year age for at least four years and it has to be at least 100 proof so those three, those four things are very unique. Um, there's only about 30 or 40 distilleries in the country that are doing bonded whiskeys. Well, and that's like almost like a single vintage on a wine. It's something like right? that, yes. I mean, wow, yeah. that's a big deal. People should pay attention to that. Well, and then so, think about six years. Yeah. Yeah, there's been there's whiskey hanging out in our rack house for six years. We're going to release in, in July of this year. Do you know how many barrels you're up to at this point? Just sitting in the stash. In in the rack house, there's about 2,000 barrels That's in there. That's unbelievable. I mean, and you think of these huge distilleries, right? These worldwide distilleries. Uh, yeah. But for for uh, would you consider it a craft distillery? I would. Yes, we are we are a craft distillery, if there's such a term. Uh -huh. um, well, and yes. it's sad. Once I learned about really distilling, I don't look at the big guys anymore as even like a distiller. It's like it's like comparing something like Coca-Cola to Bolines or something like that. It, there's not even, they're not in the same class. It's like here is something that love and care went behind, and here's something that just come and pump it out of a machine. I agree. I mean, what's your take on the staving, though? Because that's something that you guys it's a, differ a little bit. There's some big, big names right now that are staving. Yeah. You guys, they don't. I know they don't, they and that's what I'm curious. Great, great what's book. his take on it? What, what, what do you think about that whole concept? Well, that's not something that um, very traditional whiskey. Right. Yes. And with sourcing the best wood. Correct. And so all of our wood, we, we get one barrel white American oak, new new white American oak for all of our whiskeys. Um, it comes from a premium manufacturer, um, and they we've been using the same people for a long time. Um, but I can't say 
exactly um, what Al and the company's philosophy is on the staving thing right now. Right. I know it's a very traditional, yeah. old-school piece. I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I, with a couple of minutes, I want, I want just Steve time to talk about what you want to talk about, and then you, you could say, here's how we, here's how you drink whiskey. You spend the time however you want to. Sure. Well, we have a whiskey in front of us, okay. right? Yes, so we do. I brought a single barrel. Um, bo- a bottle from a single barrel. Now, um, you can go to the Whiskey Church, truly. You, you can go you to the Whiskey Church. You have pews yes. there at uh, Laws Whiskey. Laws Whiskey, yeah. You start your tour in the Whiskey Church, and we teach you what's up with the whiskey and Give what's going on. Give us two minutes of it. Yeah, so what's in your hand right now is uh, American bourbon. Um, it's a four-grain. Very unusual. A lot of people don't make a four-grain bourbon. Um, they kind of leave the rye out. We, we leave it in. Um you're going to get a lot of orange peel out of this. You want to start with um, the nose. A lot of, yeah, you start with the nose, and yeah, don't don't take a big huff with the with the nostrils, or else you're going to burn. I mean, there's 47% alcohol here, right? Oh, so well, open your he, mouth a little bit. This guy taught me how to drink it like a sir. Right. <laughs> and then um, your first drink, I mean, your first little sip is going to be a little warm, so your next sip is really your tasting sip. Yeah, don't be afraid of that um, first sip. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's something you go through. It's yeah, you got to get your taste buds dry. Yeah, it's foreplay yes. with whiskey. Correct. And, and so when you're done with that, then it's a little different experience. Right. And so the minute, about a minute later, you're going to be able to actually taste what, what you want, what you're looking for. And this is what I'm getting out of this one is a lot of vanilla. Yep. Wow. This, one, this single barrel is very yep. vanilla heavy to me. Um, and black tea. Getting a lot of that out of this one. Black tea? I didn't call that one out, oh, folks. Wow. Did, you, did you get that black tea? Yeah. And, and Lost Whiskey House... It's very, to me, it's very rich. It's, it tastes the way you would want a flavor of whiskey to be, um, truly. And you it can, really does. You can taste really, the aging. But here's that. what I would say. Like this is what I asked our question earlier. Why would you mix this with anything? Yeah, we were talking about Why? I'm, I'm a purist. I would only want to drink this. Maybe. I'm. And it here's where you and I disser. I don't know. I, I would say put a piece of ice in it, but you don't like that. I'm a I'm a rock guy. He's a non-rock guy. I would say I would say for this bourbon, it's very good neat or just on the rocks. I agree with that. It doesn't really need much, but we have a we have a whis- we have a wheat whiskey that is a wonderful summer cocktail. When you just add a, you just make a highball out of it, like that wheat whiskey and some soda water and a little bit of lemon. It's like an amazing summer slammer um, okay. to use. Here's but right. yes, this bourbon is very good, just neat like it is. Steve We're wrapping down the time. night. Yeah, so we'll, I'll be back. I hope. I hope I'll be back. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Great to night. all of our, our listeners. We'll be Thank back. You. Get ready for road trip and summer dinner series. Stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. <laughs>